We love everyone at Kid Rocks, whatever it's called, and I'll see you there. Something like that. Oh, anybody. She should be by your side trying to figure out how you can reconnect on that deeper level. And Dawn. Sat there and I thought, if they just didn't play any reggae, I would go watch The Rock, Anybody, and Dawn Show. We will start with this email just came in from uh, Jacob, R-A-D, at radradio.com. Sorry, Dawn. You you know what? Thank you for apologizing. I stepped all over you. That's not very nice of me. We got a lot to do today. I'm in that go, go, go mode. Uh, Obviously, Jacob's a better class of Rad Radio listener. He watches us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. Wrote in uh, right when when Brandon must have hit the cameras, because Brandon, you usually do hit the cameras right around the top of the hour, right? 6 a.m. so they can see us scurrying around. Yep, right at 6 a.m. He wrote in, he said, Jesus Christ, Rob, all caps, so he's yelling at me. Says, how much Niners gear do you have? My wife and I wake up every morning, turn on Rad TV, and watch slash listen as we get ready for our work days. And we have not seen the same sweatshirt, hoodie, whatever, twice in the last three weeks. And they all look really nice, expensive, and comfortable. But my God, man, do you have your own 49er closet? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, 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 as we've talked about before, I, I do have uh, my closet at Williams Manor is actually a bedroom. It's supposed to be a, a, another guest room, which we converted to a, my walk-in closet. Uh, my wife has two closets across from one another, uh, but mine's bigger, which I'm reminded of every day. Uh, but I remind her I've lived 20 years longer than you have, oh, and I've acquired okay. because we're both very materialistic. Right. Uh, so in my walk-in closet, the, my 49 gear does have its entire own section, and the answer is I have way too much. It's it's ridiculous. I uh, dozens and dozens of sweatshirts. I have a problem. That's it. That's I have a problem. You have a Niners gear problem. It's a it's a recent phenomenon, a late in life phenomenon. I I, I always have. I wore. I wore yesterday, I wore a kind of a Letterman's type jacket of, of the Niners. It's got leather sleeves and like this nice uh, felt and a helmet, a Niner helmet, and it says Niners on it. And, right, and, you weren't wearing a helmet. Uh, no. That's the next uh, no. stage, right? Yeah, right. Walking with different helmets. Um, uh, that, <laughs> that jacket, and it's in beautiful condition, that jacket was bought in 1993. So really I mean, back in the day. yeah, I mean, whoa, 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 I was whoa, too. Yeah. Whoa. yeah, I know the jacket is is almost as old as you and my wife. Wow. Kyle. No, it still looks new. Yeah, no, it's well, I mean, you get what you pay for, and uh, and again, when you have so much stuff, but that the only point of that is I've always been into Niners, obviously in Niner gear, and I've never my size has never changed. Uh, so as oh, long as well, I, aren't you, you know, great? I, I I literally am still <laughs> same height, same weight I was when I graduated high school. Um, the muscle, uh, the the the, um, uh, the distribution of muscle fiber is a little it's different. different. Yeah, so right, like right. it's more non-existent but now. The clothes still fit. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I yeah I, I have I have way too much. And and if they win the Super Bowl next Sunday, I, I'm sure my collection will will grow again because I again I, it's a compulsory problem. I I can't help it. I don't want to help it. There you go. That's you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So like I um I dislike when I hold on to things too long that I'm not using. I do it, but then I do a purge and get rid of all of it, and it's like, but there's a few purses I just can't bring myself to. I no longer spend that kind of money. I personally find it, for me, it didn't feel good. I felt guilty. Oh, no, God, no. If you're, $100 max is as high as I'll go now. But before, it was like I didn't want to get into what it was before. But I have a few. I gave a lot of them away to people and family, but there's just a few sitting there that I cannot believe how many years, over 20 years, that I've had them, and they look brand new. And it's not because I haven't used them in numerous years. I used to use them a lot. And so it's hard for me to, like, part with them because I'm, like, amazed at how well they hold up. But it's – no one used – they just sit there. I don't use them now. I don't I don't, I wanna, I don't want to carry those brands around. I don't know. I just don't – it's not me. But I do need to part with them at some point. They need to go bye-bye. 
So I, I, my sports memorabilia, my gear, I understand, Rob, now why you probably don't get jersey so much. I understand you don't like another man's name on the back of something you're wearing. True. But also, those players don't always last forever. Like, I have an Isaiah Thomas Kings jersey that was originally my father's. It doesn't fit him anymore, so I wear it. But he's not relevant anymore. No one knows who the hell he is. He's, he was on the Mavericks. I don't even know where the heck he is now. But <laughs> it's pointless wearing it. It's a cool jersey until you figure out who's on there. And everybody's like, who's that? Yeah, that, that, is, that is the danger. Uh, it, it, the, I, the only jersey I have is my Steve Young jersey. Which oh, you have one. I bought in like 1995. His, when they won the Super Bowl, uh, and that was a safe buy because you knew then he was going to the Hall of Fame, and, and that name would hold up. But yeah. and but just with clothes in general, my problem with getting rid of clothes is I've lived long enough to know every fashion comes back. Well, you're, it sounds oh. like you're using it at least at some no, point. You know? No, no, no. When was the last time you saw me wear a turtleneck? <laughs> They'll be back. Like 2000. 21. Yeah, they'll be back again. Oh, see now, I did get rid of all things like that that were the trends because it was a mm. short time in my life, my early 30s, that it was like I just wore all the trends. Mm-mm. But then I went back to my, you know, roots where you just go to the Western store and that stuff never goes yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Well, so it's harder it, or, to get rid of because it just never really. It just it's timeless. Another way to put that is that <laughs> stuff is never in. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's its own it's thing. It's timeless. Right, exactly. Well, Yellowstone <laughs> gave the uh, country look the bump right, right there. Right, yeah. and that'll go away again. I, yes. And then only that that lifestyle will wear it, and, mm-hmm. and people will either respect or make fun of it. But when you're talking about <laughs> what are things that people are wearing that is a look that you blend in or you're part of society, these things, you know, ebb and flow, the, everything yeah. from bell-bottom jeans to acid wash jeans to, oh, to, to mini skirts to short shorts to long shorts— I don't throw any of it away. You never, you never. The know. ripped jeans. All of it. Oh, I bought so many of those for so much, and then they came back, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I was a little tiny person. I need to give these away. Whereas, I can't wear these now. For me, I just went <laughs> to the ripped jeans section of my closet, and I started wearing them again. Today is Bastard. one of, uh, without really giving it any thought, I've deemed today one of the three dumbest days in America. Again, I didn't really do a deep dive on this. I just thought in my head, I thought, okay, how am I going to rank them? Uh, so number three, dumbest day in America. I put it at number three because parts of, re- of other parts of the world engage in it as well. No country more so than America, April Fool's Day. Uh, that is, uh, if you're over the age of eight, that is amateur hour day. Uh, if, you're, if you're trying to play a prank on somebody on April Fool's Day. Second dumbest day in America is when the President of the United States pardons turkeys. <laughs> Which are so enormously fat, they're then shipped oh, off to a farm God. where they die within five weeks. Yes. And, and the entire world watches the leader of the free world make a fool of himself, or until it's a her herself, with a couple of goddamn turkeys that they name oh, butter and great. corn or whatever. Oh, it's great. While the world's burning. Have we had a green bean? I'm sure we have. A green bean and a casserole, because the two have to go together. Oh, those are my favorite turkeys. Oh, my uh, and then, of course, yeah, I, I rank today as number one because there's so much stupidity around it. It is, of course, Groundhog Day. Oh. Punk Satani Phil has been making bogus predictions since 1886. He's been right 39% of the time. In other words, you should flip a coin if you want to know. Uh, if there's going to be six more weeks of winter or spring, <laughs> that's how stupid this is. And despite that fact, 4% of Americans believe that Punxsutawney Phil is 100% always right. <sighs> and it's the same one. He just, he doesn't die. That, yes, he's what? immortal. <laughs> yeah. What does a groundhog do? I mean, what, what he hogs they? the ground. There he's a, he's a pig. Where, hello, he tears up golf courses. Mm-hmm. So, so he's more like a, um, what do you call it, like a mole or a beaver or? Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a hybrid. He's a, he's a mole, beaver, uh, uh, squirrel, muskrat, squirrel. 
uh, dumbass pig. <laughs> okay. Every February 2nd, the members of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club, a.k.a. people who need a life, head to Gobbler's Knob, the official home of <laughs> Phil. And then, the, I love how they write this, the group waits for Phil to leave his burrow. No, they reach in and yank this poor, scared-to-death rodent, or whatever this thing is. I mean, he's at least a 1,000 years old by now. And they yank him out. Oh, and then God. if he sees his shadow, there's six more weeks of winter on the way. If he doesn't, an early spring arrives. And again, I remind you, he's right 39% of the time. Come on, Phil. I am rooting for spring. Okay, you can root for spring all you want. However, it has nothing to do with whatever happened this morning Come in on, Punk- rodent. Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I feel like if they're going to capture him out of his home, they should at least eat him afterwards. They used to. They used to? They, oh. they used to eat Phil after he made his prediction. Uh, and oh. that was uh, back in the 1880s when this first started. Jeez. Uh, they said he was quite tender. I don't remember exactly oh, when they, they what saw What did they know then? Exactly. They God. didn't know any better. Good they didn't grief. have the finer luxuries that we do in restaurants. Yeah, they didn't have the spices. Groundhog burgers. That'd be uh, a good idea. Uh, the Gobbler's Knob event attracts thousands of morons. I mean people. <laughs> uh, the record was in uh, was 40,000 idiots. Uh, people. Jesus. In February, before it all ended, Dang. 2020. Right? And Does, has anyone ever known anyone that's gone and done no, this? No. I, I've never no. met anyone in all my 54 yeah. years. Don't well, admit it. Ever. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> I would think most don't admit it. Second of all, if I had ever met anyone, I would not know them afterwards. That's a disqualifier. We talk on this show things like first date things. Oh, you you do or don't like this. Like, oh, your dogs don't like you. I'm going. Oh, you're a vegan. Okay. I'm out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you 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 willingly and excitedly went to uh, Groundhog Day. At, okay. Um, can we split the check? Bye bye. <laughs> Um, so 40,000 people were there in 2020. The next year it was zero because we had to do it virtually. You know, COVID. Can't, can't have a bunch of people in a crowd. Oh, we don't have a vaccine yet in 2021. <laughs> By the way, before the Bill Murray movie came out uh, 30 years ago, about 2,000 people would go. And now it's in the tens of thousands. Thanks, oh. Bill Murray. Yes, thank yeah. you so much. It was a good movie, though. Not good enough to go watch a bunch of grown men in Abe Lincoln hats drag a groundhog out of a hole and somehow claim that we know what the weather is going to be. They don't even get to eat it anymore. <sighs> oh, I'm nervous. Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, Team Spring. Six more weeks. Once again, this has nothing to do with what will happen with the weather. Come on, Phil. The famous groundhog woke up and did not see his shadow this morning calling for an early spring. Yay. That, knew it. Yes, it's absolutely. Cherry blossoms, here they come. Damn meaningless. By the way, proving <laughs> how meaningless this is, there are more than a dozen other cities that have their own local groundhogs or other animals who predict the weather. They all have about the same track record as Phil, <laughs> and they don't usually agree. Like when you look at the whole thing, oh, which I ain't going to do, it's like seven of them said this and six of them said this. This is so dumb. Uh, there's uh, Lucy the Lobster in Nova Scotia. I don't know how they predict the weather. Again, I I, I will only go so a far lobster? with this idiot. Well, at least that one you can eat. Uh, it's up there, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Foo Foo. Well, you can eat Punxsutawney Phil if you want. There's no law against eating groundhogs. Foo Foo the Hedgehog in Oregon. Cluxsutawney uh, Henrietta the Chicken in New York predicts the weather. Pig Saw Penny the Squirrel in North Carolina. And Scramble the Duck in Connecticut all predict the weather. For idiots. Okay, that other one is confusing, though. You have a pig name, and you're a squirrel. Pig saw? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's what we should be focusing on, the confusing. 
name. A few weeks ago, uh, we had uh, we had the question uh, based around Madonna being sued for uh, showing up over two hours late uh, to a show at the Barclays Center uh, in New Jersey back in uh, in December. Uh, I, I posited the question: uh, What what artist who you've never seen before? Would you wait and wait and wait for? Because if you've seen them, it's really easy to go, eh, you know what? It's been an hour and a half. We know it will look good. And, and I, I set it up. It's a school night. Maybe you have kids. Oh. You got a job, things like that. You got to be really awful. Uh, and uh, Brandon's answer was Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went, oh, yeah, mm, that's, a, that's, that's really good. He's, he is yeah. one of the few legends that I've never seen live. And it, ironically, it was like a couple days later, he dropped on uh, January 22nd a social media post teasing that for the first time in 17 years, uh, I think it was, he's releasing a new song. And all we got was piano. You know nothing about it. No words, no, no anything. Words. We do now. Uh, Billy Joel, three decades after the release of his last pop album, is unveiling new music uh, with a song called Turn the Lights Back On. And it was released yesterday afternoon. It, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It, it, Brandon's heard it. Would you say well worth the wait? Yeah, I've listened to it quite a few times this morning, actually. At the, at, when it hit about 25 seconds in when the hook mm-hmm. drops, I, I it, instant emotion. Like, it Aww. just made me feel sad, happy, all the things all at once. And that's Billy Joel for me because a lot of his older stuff, like The Stranger, uh, is one of my favorite albums, and that song in particular, because the lyrics, he's just such a good lyricist, but also he writes great melodies. He's just one of the best. So um, this one really hit me, hit yeah, me hard. And in this one, he, he co-wrote this one, which is very rare for him. He doesn't usually work with other writers, uh, but he wrote with a few guys that have worked with uh, Ariana Grande and Celine Dion, but he is one of the writers. And this is one of those songs where you... I, I don't care what the artist wants me to get out of the song. And people say, well, what does that song mean? I always say, what does it mean to you? I, mm-hmm. I, don't care what, I don't care what Steven Tyler wanted me to think about Aerosmith's biggest song, Don't Want to Miss a Thing, from uh, Armageddon. I, I, I could care less. Now, most people, because this is what we do, they romanticize it. They heard that. They're, oh, it's a love song where you want to walk through life with your, your, your person. You don't want to miss anything. You want to do everything with, with them. Well, that's not what the song's about. As Steven Tyler said, it's actually about the birth of his baby, and he doesn't want to miss a thing about her life. Creed, you know, I, I constantly am, am ridiculing Creed because they were such a lie. Creed was a Christian rock band, then they and they they went nowhere. I was literally involved in this whole process in Reno and picking their music. They went nowhere, and so they went. They said they they did a whole image revamp. Said oh, these songs have nothing to do with Jesus, nothing at all, uh, and they did a song called Higher. And they went out of their way. Scott Stapp did interviews. The lead singer said, oh, it's got nothing to do with Jesus or ascending to the heavens. That's about the birth of my baby. Way to ditch your yeah. faith. And, 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 uh, but Just so it, you could be famous. Yeah. Uh, well, that's right. That's, that's the sellout. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, people, people thought it was about, uh, after that, they oh, oh, it's about the baby. Oh, a lot of people thought it was about getting high. No, it is about Jesus and the ascension of heaven. Yeah. This, but, but Scott Stapp wouldn't admit it. So I don't know what Billy Joel means here. What I get out of it is is a a relationship type song. The easy thing I think is to a relationship with a person. Probably maybe you envision a a, a long a long love story and how we get away from each other. And it could be about a career, it could be about a job, it could be about a passion. You could take it all that way. And you lose sight of who your person is and who you are. Uh we'll just play the first kind of like stanza, the first third of it. Um See what you think. Please open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before. 
Pacing these halls, trying to talk over the silence. And pride sticks out his tongue, laughs at the portrait that we become. Stuck in a frame, unable to change. I was wrong. I'm late, but I'm here right now. Though I used to be romantic, I forgot somehow. Time can make you blind, but I see you now as we're laying in the darkness. Did I? I'm, so, I'm standing in my kitchen this morning uh, at 3 a.m. like an idiot, and uh, chills, and I just froze. I just froze for like a minute, oh, and then and then sent it to Brandon with, the, I think the subject line was, wow. <laughs> I just want to cry like a baby, because like you said, we're going to interpret it how we want. It very much, I can see how it could be interpreted for a relationship, mm-hmm. but what I am currently going, oh my God, what I'm currently going through, I don't know if I can explain it right, is... So when I was younger, and I don't judge this because we're younger, we don't know yet, there were family relationships that I just didn't value. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and so, and now they're gone. And so that's kind of what I'm going through now is just, you see them differently. You know, when you're younger, the older people in your life, you you see their value, but not really, I feel like, not not that I've now experienced life, lived a little longer, been the ages they are, all of that, and you think of them, and it's like, I value them so much more now, but they're not here, you know? And a million things, a million things they shared with me and said to me that really didn't mean anything at the time. You're young, you're selfish, you're self-absorbed, you're living your life, whatever. It's what we do when we're young. And now it's like, oh, my God, they, oh, my God. All that wisdom, and you love it. And then you just wish they were here to, you know, just physically share in that. Ugh, anyway, I don't. So I, 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 I don't know how there's a human that's <laughs> that's lived thirty or more years that can't relate to that song in some way. Yeah. Haven't we all either been there or are there or were there recently with someone, someone yeah. who who's dead, someone who <sighs> who you, you you're in a relationship with, something that you're in a relationship with. Yeah, I really like the lines where he says like um, like uh, time kind of got away from him. Like you, you have like these relationships with people out throughout your life, but you get so focused in what you're doing that you're blinded to everything else for a minute. And then sometimes you need those lights to turn back on. That was really powerful. And that, that minute turns into a day and it turns into a week. And then you find yourself where he is at the beginning of this song. And I think it also, the way I'm perceiving it, um, just because of what I'm kind of going through, is your relationship with yourself. And the line that yeah. really stuck oh. out for me was, pride sticks out its tongue and laughs at the portrait that you've, we've become. That, that just hit huh. me right in the feels. If you, if you, and you can Google it, it's everywhere. If you Google the lyrics to this and just sit with yourself and read them all, uh, it's another more uh, very powerful uh, experience. And by the way, it also dovetails for me to um, the caller yesterday, I think it was Mike, who we spent 45 minutes with, who kind of started with this horrible experience he's going through with his wife and is it life worth living and all that. Mm. 
and and as he was going through it, I was thinking about I don't know it was a big viral story if you saw that Elmo broke the internet this week. Um, again? What? Yeah, he uh, Elmo uh, he has a, a a Twitter X following and about four hundred eighty five thousand followers, and he tweeted out simply how is everybody doing in a post on Monday. And the responses were were bone chilling, Aww. and a a sign of where so many people are. People w- were writing things like "the world is burning around us, Elmo." Uh, another one: "I'm suffering from existential dread." Uh, another one: "I feel like we all died in 2020." Another person wrote: "Every morning I cannot wait to go right back to sleep." Uh, oh, someone else God. says: "My wife left me. My daughters don't respect me. My do- my job is a joke." Any more questions, Elmo? Oh Jesus! Uh, Elmo, we are all tired. I'm at my lowest. Thanks for asking. And, and to the point where Elmo retweeted: "I'm glad we. I'm glad I asked. Uh, we we. It's important to ask a friend how they're doing. Check in soon, everybody. Lo- yeah. I don't know. It's the state of. It feels like it's the state of society, and so many of us are currently going through what Billy Joel's singing about. It seems. So if you download the new Billy Joel song. I'd recommend just don't listen to it while you're driving. <laughs> you might just be bawling your eyes out. To that uh, point. Yeah, we only played the first third. Yeah. Melissa says, okay, why are you guys making me cry so early in the morning? This Aww. really reminds me of an ex and all the potential it could have had. Mm. These types of songs make me want to forget all the abuse. Uh, oh. It's called uh, Turn the Lights Back On. The only thing I hate about it is that he's going to perform it Sunday at the Grammys, so now I have to at least tape the Grammys, if not watch them. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you can just watch the YouTube clip after. Uh, yeah, yeah, just Ooh. that one part. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I see, why didn't I think that? Oh, thank God for you. Let's get to uh, Win Rob's Change. We do it every morning, 6.30 and 9.30. We got a nice note uh, from Matt. He attached a picture, uh, said, I found the mega bucket. Thinks he found where. Whoa! He says I didn't want to post this on social media, but I think I found where Rob keeps the change buckets. It was a very funny picture of uh, a, a rainbow coming down between two buildings. So obviously the pot of gold is at the end of the rainbow. It is a mega bucket, Michelle. The pressure cooker calculator is writing the clues. We have given you twenty-three clues so far because we've had twenty-three guesses. When we get to guess number twenty-seven, if we do, that is what Michelle is calling the mega clue. That if you have all the previous twenty-six at that time. She thinks will lead you to what she's doing, which should lead you to the answer. If we, if that plays out, by the way, clue number twenty-seven will drop Monday morning at nine thirty, and it will be meaningless if you don't have the previous twenty-six. But maybe we've got a winner already. If you figured it out, I think I have figured it out just by the last few clues. Really, that that have been um, tailored to something I would like. All right. She said, Interesting. because they, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, they're the same and what right. they're saying. Well, if you're, if you're on the same page as Dawn and you're confident and you give us the right amount of money, you win it. Phone number is 888-989-9811. By the way, you win whether you're confident or not. Caller 18 gets to win Rob's change. <laughs> Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn show.